Welcome to the Content Marketing Mastery Podcast. It's like an energy shift. So it. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. They just get it. It's like sending out radio frequencies and matching with the right people. I would never start from zero. I would always find someone that's already doing exactly what I want. Where we give valuable tips for your own content strategy so that you create better content and reach more people and help more clients. Yuck Up, the host of this podcast, interviews thought leaders within the content marketing and PR scene and supports you with key learnings for your business. Now, enjoy the podcast episode. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. And today in this episode of Content Marketing Mastery, I'm interviewing Jason Pfeiffer. Jason is editor-in-chief of the Entrepreneur Magazine and he's keynote speaker and host of three different podcasts. He is creating the Problem Solver Podcast, which is a show about entrepreneurs who adapt and solve problems in their business, and also the Pessimist Archive podcast. This is a show about how change happens, uh, which goes back in time to see why people once opposed the things we love today. Also a very good podcast. And the third one is Hush Money Podcast, a show that opens up conversation about taboo money topics. So all three podcasts are just great. And I'm a big fan of what Jason is producing. In my opinion, he's one of the most creative journalists that, that are on the market. So, and I know many journalists because I also worked as a journalist. So the, the reason why I'm telling this is I interviewed him for, in, in, my, in my podcast for 15 minutes. That was all I got. And, but that was also enough. So um, the, the reason why I interviewed him is um, in my opinion, his problems of a podcast is just has a very unique style of how delivering value. And if you are not following him, you should subscribe to the Problems of a Podcast. It gives much value for entrepreneurs, and it is also very fun to listen because of the unique style of Jason. And yeah, that's the reason why I uh, interviewed him. And we are speaking about how he is researching and how he's choosing and how he also invented this, um, this format problem solver, which is also interesting for entrepreneurs because, in my opinion, they should also create content like this. And how can they create formats and engage with their, with their community and with their target audience? So these are the questions that we uh, spoke about. And I hope you enjoyed this interview because I enjoyed uh, having this conversation with him and it brings you much value, I hope. So now enjoy the show and see you on the next episode. Bye. So thank you for your time. I know it's very rushed and we have to speed up everything. So I'm just directly starting with my questions. Yeah, let's dive in. Sure. Yes. So how do you plan your content? So you have uh, different podcasts, the Problem Solver, the Pessimist, Archive, Hush Money. How do you choose uh, the topics and also the interview partner for your podcast? Well, I am serving somewhat different audiences with each. So you have to understand, first of all, who your audience is and what it is that they're looking for and how best to serve them. I, you know, my, my big belief about 
media, any kind of media creation is that you need to be obsessed with serving that audience and understanding it. So I make the decisions, first of all, based on what just feels appropriate for each of them. And then, um, I mean, you know, who to interview is a is a kind of complicated question because I'm often not doing straight conversational interviews the way that I suppose this is. But instead, I'm generally talking to people and then we're integrating them in, in a kind of more highly produced way. So what I'm looking for is really what information does somebody have to offer? I want to know at the outset what somebody is going to be able to say whether it's the story that they're telling about themselves or the information that they have because they're an expert in something. And how is that going to be of immediate value either to directly to my audience or, you know, in, in heightening the, the story that I'm trying to tell? Okay, nice answer. <laughs> you, you created different formats. So Entrepreneur Magazine created different formats like Problem Solver. Um, how do you come up with this idea? So when business owners want to create a podcast format for themselves, what should they do? So how did you create it, the problem solver? Well, so yeah, so let's, let's, let, we can use problem solvers as an example. So problem solvers is a weekly show and it, is, it generally runs about 15 minutes and it is, produced, which is to say that it's not just audio of me talking to somebody. I, I generally, I talk, I interview somebody and then I break up what they said into a bunch of different clips of audio. And then I have a, I write a narration and then I perform that narration almost like a radio story, like a long form radio story. And then I'm throwing to tape constantly. So I'll say something and then you'll hear the source and then it'll be back to me and so on. So I am the host. I'm really dry. I'm, I'm walking people through, uh, through a story. So the way that it came about was a couple of things. One, I, I had this philosophy about entrepreneur, which is that it is ultimately a brand about solving problems uh, and that the stories that we tell are really uh, focused in on how entrepreneurs identify and solve problems. So I wanted to make a show that was a really distilled version of that. And I knew that I don't have, you know, you, you can, <clears throat> you can make a, sh one of the things you have to consider when you're producing something is what are the resources available to you? And to be frank, the resources that were available to me were not many. Uh, we don't have a podcast team. Uh, if I was going to make this happen, I was going to largely be doing it myself. So I wanted to think through, well, what could I do that would be produced, high quality, but still fairly resource liked? And so I thought, okay, well, I need to be able to only interview one person and I need to create a kind of structure of these episodes so that I can I can produce them quickly enough, uh, right? It still takes me a few hours per episode. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and a concept that's not so high minded that it isn't easily repeatable. Uh, I, so I, you know, I need, I need something that a concept that's fairly easy to repeat, but also mm -hmm. quite well defined. And once you have those things, then you can think through, okay, well, I could talk to somebody about very specifically how they, how they, faced and solved one problem. Every episode is going to be about one problem. It's going to be really, really direct, really laser focused. Um, I'm going to 
tell the story in chronological order. So I'm going to interview people in chronological order, which, which means that I will have all the material available to me in roughly the order that I'll be presenting it. Um, I'll find some tools. Uh, I, use, I use a tool called Descript. Now, it wasn't available to me in the beginning, but it, it's a company that has since produced an amazing tool, Descript. It, um, it allows you to, it does a, a very fast, very accurate AI transcriptions of interviews, and then also allows you to um, edit, the, edit the audio by editing text. So if you highlight something in the text and you delete it, then it gets deleted from the audio too. And you can also highlight and export individual things. So if you just wanted to hear me say, Hey, how you doing? It's a great day today. You just highlight, hey, how you doing? It's a great day today. Export that into its own file, and that makes production a lot easier. So these are the things that you have to think about. It's you know, it really comes down to to, to audience and practicalities. Hey guys, this is Jakob. I'm content manager, and I'm helping small and medium enterprises with their content strategy. And we will continue with our podcast episode in just a second. Are you one of the entrepreneurs or business owners who know? that they should create more content, but you don't do it because you don't have the time or you don't know how to do it. I'm helping you with your content marketing. This means I'm helping, I'm creating content like blog articles for your website, social media posts for your Facebook or for your LinkedIn channel. I'm creating podcast episodes or also helping with your video marketing. If you are interested in having more clients through your content that you have, then feel free to go to my website contentmentoring.com and download my free PDF, five lessons how to create a lot of content and monetize your knowledge. You can also book one free consultation session with me where I give you strategic advice how to improve your content strategy and win more clients. So just go to contentmentoring.com and book one free consultation session, and now enjoy our podcast episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I thought you have a big team, so you're you're doing most of the work yourself. Is that right? Correct. I'm doing almost yeah. So I book the interviews myself. I do the interviews. I write the I write the script. I perform it um, and uh, and record it, and I do all of that myself. The things that I don't do is actually assemble an episode. So if I've got a narration and then there are, you know, 15 different pieces of audio that have to be inserted, we have a company that does that. And then there's somebody else at Entrepreneur named Deepa who handles the ad sales side of things. And, and, and also the posting the episodes, making sure that they're, they go up on time. Mm -hmm. And how, how long, how much time do you invest for, for each episode? Uh, I mean, for problem solvers... It usually takes me, I try to keep the interviews to about 30 minutes and then it probably takes me about an hour to write an episode and then another 20 or 30 minutes to record it. So I, you know, I guess two, two hours and change total per episode. Wow. That's very fast. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Um, How do you recycle content? So do you re reuse material from the podcast for the Entrepreneur Magazine? Or how, how do you, um, is there a re reusing or recycling concept that you have? Yeah, but I don't think of it as recycling um, because I, I'm a big believer that everything that you do has to feel organic to the medium in which you're doing it in. So I can't just take an episode of my podcast and like, 
publish the transcript of it on entrepreneur.com. I mean, that would be the laziest and simplest solution, but who on earth wants to read a transcript? Nobody does. So that's not all that useful. So, um, so I will, for example, every issue of entrepreneur magazine contains a story that came out of one of the podcast episodes that I did with problem solvers. Uh, so what I'm doing is I, I produce the problem solvers episode first and then I have this script and then I take the script, which is usually about 3000 words, and I rework the main points of it into about a 600 word magazine article. But it's totally different. right? Like the language is totally different. The, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's so but it's it's just that the research was already done. Uh, but I'm also I'm also moving ideas around. So, for example, I will uh, I will post something on Instagram and it'll get a good response. And usually I'm, I'm, I'm mostly posting things in stories. Uh, I, I do, I do posts less frequently than I'm trying to do them more frequently, but I'll do something in stories. I'll see how it does. And, you know, stories means that I, it's, it's going to be five to 10 individual slides with some kind of text. And then I'll maybe expand it into um, a post on LinkedIn that is, of course, written completely differently, presented totally differently. And then if that does well, then I might graduate it to something else. I might, for example, take the 200 words that I wrote on LinkedIn and expand upon them into a 650-word magazine article uh, or magazine column, because I have a column in my magazine. And then, and, and then maybe after that, I might take it and do a podcast on it. And then after that, maybe I'll use it in talks because I'm speaking. And so I'm constantly trying to identify the ideas that are most resonant and then mm-hmm. finding ways per medium to express them in the more, most organic way possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And except of the, the script, do you use other automation tools or software for, for the podcast and for your interviews? Not Really, I mean, I've started using Subtitle to subtitle videos. That's that's a great service, and I I use GarageBand for my recording, but there's nothing automated about that. But that's that's it. No, I don't. Uh, those are those are really for 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 production of podcasts uh, and really any content. That's about it. Otherwise, everything's very manual. Mm-hmm. And how about the monetization model? So the business model uh, behind the podcast, is it um, only focused on advertising? So through um, sponsorship? Well, yes and no. So the way that Problem Solvers makes money is through selling ads into it. Uh, so that's that's purely an advertising revenue model. Now, I do have, uh, I, and I, I have another show called Hush Money, which is also advertising based. Uh, now I have a show called Pessimists Archive. That's that's my other podcast, um, and which is also great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, so Pessimists Archive is a show about why the pessimists of the past were wrong and how to be optimistic about the future. And we do sell ads into that show, and it makes us some money. But because it's a monthly show that requires a ton of labor, I would not say that those ads really make the thing financially worthwhile but the reason but 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 first of all i, I do we also we had a grant um because pessimist archive is kind of a mission-oriented show it's very much about 
promoting a culture of innovation, we mm-hmm. there's a there's a foundation that had reached out to us that was very supportive of that and has given us money to make and grow the show. So I I make some money off of the grant, which is great. But honestly, I see Pessimist Archive in particular as as an IP factory. So I do make a little bit of money off of each episode, and that's cool, but I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. What I care about is that Pessimist Archive is establishing me as an expert in a, in a field. Um, it is also forcing me to produce a ton of really fascinating information that other people just aren't doing. It's, it's, it's a kind of deep dive historical research that that's really hard to replicate. And that has given me a treasure trove of material to use in speaking engagements where I get paid pretty well. And also I'm currently developing a book that's very much based off of the research that I've done for Pessimist Archive. And, you know, we'll see, hopefully that book will, will bring in a bunch of money. And even if that book doesn't bring in a lot of money with the advance, it could raise my speaking fees. And so that's a way to make money. So however we do it, the idea is to think about it I think about a real long game for this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and, and not just focus on, you know, what I can get per episode. Cool. Can, can you say the name of the book or is, or is it top secret? Well, we haven't sold it yet. So I'm, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, there's nothing to promote at this point, but I'm, I, I, <laughs> you'll hear about it. Don't worry. I, I'm very excited about it. Cool. Cool. So um, last question, what advice would you give um, to content creators to make their podcast more engaging or, or more fun? Um, I would say to start, really push yourself to create something unique. Uh, I, you know, no, no offense to you know you or anybody who just does interview shows, but there are literally one million interview shows. So if you wanna if you wanna stand out, my suggestion is that you have to think about that not just by the things that you say on the show, but really the way that you make the show. I mean, the way that I think about content, and I don't really like the word content because it sounds too much like widgets to me, but the way that I produce something is to think first and foremost that if I expect people to give me their time, which is everybody's most valuable resource, then I better invest a lot of my time first. I better be pouring my time into something so that it is so valuable and so unique that of course they're willing to spend their time on it. And that means that I'm thinking deeply about how to create how to understand the audience's needs, how to be consistently providing value that will keep them coming back for more. Yes. Great answer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Cool. Yes. Okay. I think that, that were my questions. So, Thanks for listening to Content Marketing Mastery. If you have any questions, just send a voice message through Anchor. And if you liked what you heard, we would love to get a review from you. You can also download a free white paper, five lessons on how to create content and monetize your knowledge on our website, contentmentoring.com. Thanks and best.